listening to Gleanings, the monthly newsletter from Strategies at Work, podcast edition, September 1st, 2009. Upcoming events. The Strategic Life Alignment Seminar. This seminar will equip you with tools and a methodology for discerning your life purpose. Don't miss this opportunity to learn biblical principles that will help you discover your destiny. Peace, joy, and satisfaction will be yours only if you discover and fulfill your life purpose. This event will be presented in both live and virtual settings. The upcoming webinar will be held each Tuesday evening from 8 p.m. to 9.30 p.m. Central Time, beginning October 6th and running through November 17th. See the website strategieswork.com for details and for upcoming live events. A special BTS webinar, Financial Management 2. Why do the wicked prosper? What are true riches? What is the purpose of money? What are the signs of the worship of money? Life is very short, so how do you use money to prepare for eternity? Gain a biblical perspective on these and other issues related to money and finance in this upcoming webinar. This training venue is an advanced study of biblical worldview of finance. The webinar will be held from 7.30 p.m. to 9.00 p.m. Central Time each Thursday evening beginning September 3rd and running through November 19th. Information and registration can be found on the website at strategieswork.com slash events. The BTS Seminar Kingdom Management 2. Because we live in God's universe, to have success we must obey His rules, including the rules for the workplace. So what are God's rules for managing organizations? Most of the teaching on management is from the world. There is a dearth of teaching on this critical topic of management from a biblical worldview. Kingdom Management 2 is the second installment in this Kingdom Management series and is designed to give you more insight and wisdom as to how to manage based on a biblical worldview. Full of practical tips, this teaching will transform your understanding of management and lay the foundation for unprecedented success in your life. This event will be presented in both live and virtual settings. The upcoming live event will be held on Friday, October 23, 2009, from noon to 5 p.m. in Plano, Texas. And there will be three weekly sessions held each Thursday night online from 8 p.m. to 9.30 p.m. Central Time, November 5th, 12th, and 19th. See strategieswork.com for details. And the special event for SLA alumni only. This year's topic for the SLA alumni event is character. Learn how to overcome the trends in the culture that are impairing your character development. Learn a biblical model for building great character and releasing the potential in your life. This event will be presented as a webinar in September. It will be held three weekly sessions each Tuesday evening from 8 to 9.30 p.m. Central Time, September 8th, 15th, and 22nd. These are challenging economic times. There is much fear in the world. Now more than ever, people need to understand the power of building their lives on Christ. Only faith in Christ can provide sustained victory over fear. If you need help in learning how to walk with Christ, Strategies at Work has consultants in various parts of the world. These consultants are equipped to help you grow in Christ and define and fulfill your divinely ordained life purpose. Please contact them or contact the Strategies at Work home office if you would like our help. See the website strategieswork.com for details. And now, Dr. Chester brings us a message titled, How Human Society Advanced. The first man on earth was a farmer. His name was Adam. Adam and his heirs were created to rule God's physical universe. This work started in a garden. Adam's specific work assignment was to work the ground. 
The Hebrew word used in this text is abad, which is also translated in other texts, worship and serve. From the beginning, therefore, the idea of work was rooted in the mandate to rule God's creation and was a vehicle to serve and worship God. This is known by many as the creation mandate and gives work dignity, purpose, and significance. For most of known history, as with the first man, farming has been the main work activity. Farming is the seminal work activity. That is, farming is the most basic of all work activities. People must have food. And other than air and water, everything else is optional. Over the centuries, farming has mostly been performed manually with little help from mechanization. Widely accepted epistemology, that is the theory of knowledge, is one of the reasons. Since the time of Aristotle in the 4th century BC, epistemology has been shaped by the assumption that knowledge is solely deduced from ideas. There was no value placed on empirical methodology. For us living in the 21st century AD, and who have seen the value of empiricism, it is hard to understand how Aristotle's presupposition could have been so widely accepted. But it was. Through most of human history, the basis for epistemology was limited to deductive reasoning, that is, thought experiments. Starting with concepts, philosophers would deduce conclusions about reality, but never submitted their conclusions to empirical testing. This view was widely accepted before and after Christ, and even the Christian community largely embraced it. Sadly, the Christian community did not understand the implications of Psalm 19.1. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. This text suggests that we can gain knowledge about God by studying creation inductively, that is, by empirical studies, that we can learn about the universe through observation and experimentation. When the Christian community fails to recognize truth, others will. During the 17th century, a new approach to epistemology began to take root. Francis Bacon challenged the conventional thinking of epistemology and introduced the idea that knowledge could be gained not only deductively, but also inductively. This new approach became known as the scientific method. The scientific method is a four-step methodology. First, there's a hypothesis or a theory about reality. Second, an empirical test is developed and applied to validate the theory. Third, the results of the test are compared to the theory. And fourth, the theory is validated or adjustments are made to the theory to better understand the results. Since the 18th century, virtually all scientific training has been based on the scientific method, which led to the technology breakthroughs that fueled the Industrial Revolution. Metaphorically speaking, the Industrial Revolution enabled Adam to leave the farm. Some of the first fruits of the Industrial Revolution were farm equipment. With the advent of mechanized equipment, one farmer could do the work of ten, enabling the other nine to do the work activities outside the farm. Hence, the scientific method facilitated the development of technology that greatly enhanced man's ability to fulfill the creation mandate. But the scientific method found application beyond the physical sciences. It also shaped the science of business and management. In the early part of the 20th century, the Industrial Revolution was expanding rapidly in the United States. Automobiles, railroads, telephones, electricity, and department stores were becoming ubiquitous. J.C. Penney and John Wanamaker pioneered the modern department store model. 
Asa Candler turned Coca-Cola into a worldwide beverage. The Mayo Brothers built the most prestigious medical facility in the world. Anthony Rossi turned orange juice into a premium breakfast drink. Henry Parsons Crowell helped make oatmeal a human food, not just a horse food. All of these men were strong Christians, committed to living their faith at work, and they used the scientific method to help them master and grow their businesses. The scientific method enabled these men and others to consistently produce quality products. To achieve consistency required controlled, reproducible business and manufacturing processes that were developed empirically using the scientific method. The need to develop these controlled processes led to the development of a new field of study known as Statistical Quality Control, SQC. Dr. Walter Schuhart, a physicist who worked for Bell Labs, pioneered SQC. During the 1920s, the nationwide telephone system was expanding rapidly and there was a tremendous need for quality telephone equipment. Dr. Schuhart realized that to produce consistent quality required controlled manufacturing processes. The empirical tools developed by Dr. Schuhart to facilitate the control of manufacturing processes were based on statistical methods. During World War II, companies taught and utilized SQC successfully to produce high quality products to support the war effort. Altruism emboldened companies during the war to focus on quality before profit. However, after the war, the priorities changed. The post-war American economy boomed and companies turned their attention from altruism to greed. They saw opportunities to make big profits, so they disregarded SQC techniques. In other words, they chose quantity over quality, thinking that it would produce more profit. After World War II, one of Dr. Schuhart's disciples, Dr. W. Edwards Deming, also a physicist, started his own management consulting practice based on SQC. Soon he became discouraged by the lack of interest in SQC. Companies driven by greed showed little interest. Dr. Deming found a more interested audience in Japan. Struggling to recover from the war, the Japanese needed help to restart their industrial economy. Though they were skeptical of SQC, they listened and learned. The Japanese tried SQC and soon developed a competitive edge. By the late 1970s, the Japanese had taken a large share of the electronics and automobile markets away from U.S. companies. The fact that SQC was a key to the success of the Japanese companies went largely unnoticed until 1980. Finally, NBC aired a special on Dr. Deming and SQC, which proved to be a turning point. From 1980 to the end of his life in 1993, he worked tirelessly helping American companies learn and apply SQC techniques. Deming's approach was rooted in the scientific method and in a profound sense that there was a higher purpose to work than just to make money. No doubt he knew that mankind was under a divine mandate to rule God's creation through mastery of the physical universe, utilizing all means, including work activities. For work activities to be efficacious required well-managed organizations following excellent empirically-based processes. So mastery of the physical sciences and business was facilitated by a more accurate epistemology, an epistemology that valued not only deductive reasoning, but also inductive reasoning. What a gift to mankind that knowledge, the knowledge of God's universe can be gained through the scientific method. The heavens do indeed declare the glory of God. For man to fulfill the creation mandate, epistemology and motive are important.
when a biblically sound epistemology that embraces both deductive and inductive methods is utilized by people working with the right motivation, that is obedience to the will of God, not money, then amazing advancements can be made. Just look at the advances in technology in the last 300 years.